1: listening to let's eat in i'm your host kathy Arway, and we're here at roberta's pizza which is the home of heritage radio network uh it is a muggy monday in brooklyn today um and what else it just became summer it feels like last weekend so that's always a good sign tons of stuff sprouting up on the roof here in the backyard um a quick note from one of our sponsors fairway market uh what do you have in Westchester, Pelham to be specific, that offers you free parking and under one roof the most enormous selection of organic fruits and vegetables, organic and all-natural groceries, the finest butchers, and prime and grass-fed meats and poultry on earth, and most expertly chosen seafood, olive oils, cheeses, and the lowest-priced national brands of standard groceries? You have Fairway. It's like no other market. Check out fairwaymarket.com. That was that was a fun uh, little write-up they did. So uh, <laughs> we have a fun guest today. Um, Mark Bittman, thanks so much for joining us today.
2: I guess uh, the opening song makes me Kathy's Clown, but go ahead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I should pick different opening songs for each guest. Is there any song that you like that has your name in it? or
2: That has your name in it is the oh. thing, right?
1: Well, yeah, I, I kind of you know get attached to right. any songs with my name. And it's spelled right, too, with the C. There
2: you go. <laughs> so, great to be so, here. All the way out in Brooklyn.
1: All the way out. Is it that much of a trick? No, it was actually okay.
2: very quick. Of course, mm-hmm. always is.
1: Well, thanks for making it. Um, so you uh, you have quite a few books. I'm sure everybody knows uh, the latest one was Food Matters um, and, you know, how to cook everything, how to cook everything vegetarian, which I know a lot of people use as their Bible, And um, just today, you kind of launched or relaunched MarkBittman.com and called it a slog, a salon blog, salon-like blog um, with more interactive um, participation from other writers, uh, food advocates, uh, farmers, um, folks like Barry Estabrook. You actually are going to have Raj Patel as a contributor, and uh, just a really exciting mix of folks. I'm Paula Crossfield, who I love, uh, from Civil Eats. And uh, it's, it's a very, it seems like a very um, well-tailored to food policy and, and latest you know, issues that you talk about in Food Matters, that kind of feel. Uh, is there any idea that went in? Be- I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of ideas. Do you want to? <laughs> yeah, I'll talk okay. about it. I mean,
2: the, the thing is, I mean, we, I launched... I launched MarkBitman.com about a year ago and um it's a very nicely designed site, I thought, and uh, it was sort of deep with recipes and video and blah blah blah, but there was no interactivity and no nothing boggy about it. And um I really didn't want uh to have a one voice blog Your situation. Voice, that is. Yeah, yeah, well that's whose it would be. And I didn't A it's a huge commitment, which I, you know, learned from my experience at the times. So, um but also, it's. I'm not sure I have that much to say. I mean, I have things to say, but and I say them when I say them, and I have platforms, but I didn't want to feel like, okay, if I'm not writing something, posting something every day, this thing is going to get boring. But the fact is, I don't have something interesting to say every day. Um, but as the year went by, I thought, well, you know, I'm meeting all these interesting people. Um, you know, I... The things that I was doing before Food Matters, which I continue to do, obviously, the how to cook everything, the cookbooks, how to cook everything, and so on, and the television stuff, and the Times, obviously, and um, magazines, everything I was doing um, had me in touch with one world, but Food Matters really put me in touch with another side of that world, which I was interested in, the sort of political and policy side. Um I started to meet more and more interesting people, and I thought, well, this could be interesting. We could have you know a slog was a word we we kind of stumbled upon we mm-hmm. we made up a combination salon blog but anyway Somebody we
1: slurred ha- their speech and well, <laughs> it was just it was made. Yeah.
2: um and and we um you know we thought well we can have this sort of kitchen table kind of thing where the people that i like can come and and say what they want to say lightly edited by me i hope and um Uh, It was sort of with my seal of approval, but still pretty open. And um, so we launched today, fortunately, with uh, Barry Estabrook, who's going to be contributing every week, is going to be writing sort of the food politics news every week. But Barry won a Beard Award last night for his great tomato piece in gourmet last year. That's terrific. Um, And so we launched with that by Barry and a little welcoming, welcome thing by me. And we're going to have a piece up by Pam Anderson, who's a former colleague from the Old Cooks Magazine this afternoon. We have... The week pretty well planned out. We have a piece by you. So, so yes, com. So Check it yeah. out. Yes.
1: I, I just, I love that. Did you feel like this was like a great opportunity to create um, a forum that maybe didn't exist before and you hadn't seen? Well, you know? it exists in other yeah. forms.
2: I mean, um, you know, Grist is kind of like that. Civil Eats is kind of like that. Yeah. The Diner's Journal is kind of like that. I think that that... Um, you know I, I want what I want to do is bring together uh policy stuff, new stuff, and very simple home cooking stuff um, and that 's actually a trickier mix than you might think and and i think um there are things that I'm not that interested in. Also, for example, I'm not. I don't want to keep up with restaurant news. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've really almost no interest in restaurant news. If someone <laughs> who's a regular contributor wants to write about a particular restaurant, I guess we'll think about it. Um, but it's not a food and travel site. It's not a lifestyle site in the sense of glamorous stuff. It's going to be very straightforward. And and um, but the but I restaurant have,
1: in Bahia yeah. it's not going to be <laughs> no, in sorry. Mark Bittman. Oh.
2: But okay. I want a lot of um but I want a lot of is what I cooked for dinner last night, but mm. not only what I cooked from dinner yeah. last night, but what I other people you. cooked for dinner last night because I think we all read or and I, you know I spent my life doing this. We've all we all read recipes and we read what other people are cooking and it's always inspiring. Someone says, you know, I had I made pasta with arugula pesto and you say oh yeah that sounds pretty good i can do that and you know yeah, so, I,
1: that's so funny i heard recently somebody say i made pasta with like a fresh kale pesto and i was like that sounds yeah, great that's fine you know
2: <laughs> and and um i think you know new york is new york is a great food center at the moment it's as exciting as any place so we have the good fortune of of being here and um and people
1: are as creative at home as any restaurant maybe yeah well i think perhaps. that no I, I, I think
2: that having said all of that it could be that no one comes to this site and you know we have 150 visitors a day and it goes straight into the tank but a you bad know, thing? we'll see <laughs> we'll see what happens
1: i've been there <laughs> no that's exciting um uh what was i gonna say well okay Another thought I had was that, um, are, well, are you still going to be writing minimalist and for the Times and?
2: I, you know, the Times is the Times is home to me. Um, mm-hmm. You can, I mean, I grew up in New York, so, uh, and I was here in the '70s, you know, when the Living section was launched, which was the predecessor of the Dining section. And I was here for the launch of the Dining section, so to ultimately be a part of the Times, um, which happened in the '90s, was. Um, you know couldn't nothing could have been more thrilling, and i you know I fully intend to stay writing for The Times for the rest of my life um that's great the that's column you know, and the column yeah. the column keeps me honest I mm-hmm. mean, I have to come up with an interesting new ish uh not done before by <laughs> me recipe every week and um that's been an incentive to travel. That's been an incentive to talk to other people about what they're cooking. It's been an incentive to visit chefs and to still explore cookbooks and to think about, rethink about things. Every time I cook something, I try to think of it differently. And the the site, I mean the the column, has really been an incentive for that. And and um, yeah, it's it's part of me. I do. I really love
1: it. I appreciate that. I can I can tell that from like week to week. And I appreciate that that it's a once a week column. Um, which you know, you're saying you don't necessarily have something original every single day.
2: I definitely don't have something and original every single day. I find that hard to believe. First of all,
1: <laughs> very hard. Um, but I, I, you know, obviously you're you're picking from the cream of the crop here for the week, whatever. Um, but I, I find that there's a lot of uh, pressure and a lot of folks just kind of blather, you know, right. <laughs> about every single minor detail, um, and the incentive to publish. I don't know, th- three times a day, maybe on your blog or on your Twitter, and uh, every day at least on your blog, it is um, it, it kind of waters down content. So I,
2: well, I you yeah. know I think to be forced to write something once a week or obligated, whatever it is, honored. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, I think it's the right. I think it's the right routine. It, it's not exactly where things are at right now because. Obviously, people do things daily or hourly or whenever they feel like doing them. Monthly, quarterly, but um, the other advantage of the column is that I have, uh, you know, I have a terrific. I have two terrific editors. I've had a, 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 a series of great editors over the years, and these are people who understand food and they understand me and they understand food writing. And nothing happens without uh, a collaboration. So um, I have ideas that stink um and i have ideas that are good and you know i rely on my editors to help me figure out which which is which and we we you know we plan the column pretty much a season in advance so we you know i know what's running until mid july say and and by the end of may i'll know what's running until the end of august and and then in june we'll be thinking about the fall um but we try to look at it as a season and we try to look at you know what what are people going to want to be reading about now you know do we need an arugula column for example for the second week in may and so on and so forth and um you know when you've done it's going on 13 years of the column which makes it uh 700 recipes or so when you've done that many columns that many recipes um, you, you, you know i don't I never really believed in being a creative cook in the sense that I wanted to make things up the way chefs try to make things up, but there are new ways of looking at things, and of course, there are always even traditional recipes that one that I don't know that other people don't know and that are worth bringing to the fore and and like I said, it keeps me honest. I have to look for this stuff and I have to work at it
1: right and new ingredients that always <laughs> present themselves or old ingredients yeah. i I really appreciate that um the the post about lettuces that were kind of less popular like right. iceberg yeah and that's you know that we're was a, a good idea up, and,
2: well sure. next week next week this week we're doing um you heard it here first we're doing um sushi without fish which i think is going to be a really Love really it. interesting yeah. story rolls um, and, and it didn't hand rolls. right it didn't come about as a i want to be a vegan kind of story it came about as a i think people are well, they're intimidated by sushi, they're intimidated by buying different kinds of fish at home, and so. but people like sushi, and sushi is about the rice, so we thought about this piece and decided to do ah, it. it's so fabulous. Yeah, so I mean, there are new ways of... Yeah, there's always new ways of thinking about totally. things, I guess. Oh,
1: I'm excited for that. It's a good time of year for that, too. Nice, cold, um, tasty, and vegetables are coming out, so... Wow, look forward to that. Uh, I, I've been um, known to make a, some weird combinations in sushi rolls, and I'll... Look forward to seeing. Well,
2: we'll be looking forward what? to seeing your comments and your brilliant ideas for this <laughs> on uh, Diner's Journal. They're
1: not all of them come out good, <laughs> but that's all right. <laughs> so we'll take a quick break. I know you picked a song. What is it?
2: Uh, you would ask. It's The Meter Maids.
1: All right. We'll be right back.
2: Set of teeth biting, fingernails down. But time go not and jelly white feathers every night under yellow wings, that's in light writing goodbye letters. I'm just trying to keep the dream how I found it, but guarding it so close destroyed everything around it. So crumble what's left and stumble the bed. like this night could last forever if that sun wouldn't set. Build me a horizon out of-
0: the matches the we'll smash with our bare hands and compare the damaged like we both on and I'll fold up your words until they read like a love song
2: beautiful soothing useless etc could have been worse but it could have been better I write my past on the buildings and crack some stains and some collapse like that night
1: All right we're back on let's eat in uh, on Heritage Radio Network. Which is, um, I was just explaining to our guest today, Mark uh, Bittman, that it is a project, side project of Heritage Foods USA, I guess you could say. Um, and it's based in Roberta's Pizza, which is where we are with a lovely roof garden over our heads in the backyard. Yeah, um, our guys
2: are planting, even as we speak right above our they heads, are. those guys planting.
1: It's a good thing they're not being extra noisy, because that happens sometimes. You <laughs> well, just they don't have, have a lot of room to dig,
2: since they're container <laughs> That's true. still.
1: There, there has been some like banging around and scraping, so um, it's a relatively quiet day here. Um, today's show is brought to you by Fairway Market, uh, like no other market. Um, and today's guest is Mark Bittman from... Uh, Food Matters MarkBittman.com How to Cook Everything How to Cook Everything Vegetarian and the new cookbook uh, coming out will be called Food Matters the Cookbook
2: uh, I guess it will be called The Food Matters Cookbook actually I'm excited for that coming out one. in the fall well yeah I'm excited too and I think that um, you know Food Matters really feels like the a project that is a work in process for me and um, work in progress for me and uh, you know what happened was Three, four years ago, I started to change my diet, and I wrote about it, and um, I talked about it, and that became Food Matters, which was published now a year and a half ago or so. Um, But it's a, you know, thinking about the way you eat, thinking about the way I eat, thinking about the way our community eats, and thinking about the way our country eats, and I guess our world, it's, it's a it's not a simple, it's not a simple formula and it's not a simple discussion. And I think, um, when I say food matters, a work in progress for me, what I mean is that I think I had some insight into it, or at least I had some insight that affected me and, and hopefully the numbers of hundreds of thousands of people who've read the book and talked about it and stuff, but it's not the final word, obviously. I didn't intend for it to be the final word. And, um, the cookbook the cookbook's going to be an exploration of cookbook, which is done actually, is an exploration of, of a couple of things. One, I mean, the, the basic principle about of food matters is, you know, eat less junk food, eat less meat, eat less animal products, fewer animal products, eat less processed food. And so, as you're eating less of those, eat more plants, or I could put it the other way around, eat more plants at the expense of all these other foods that are obviously not so good for you. So, you know, that's sort of the basic principle. And then there are, there are, kind of two ways you can look at it one is you can continue to eat um, a steak every night and then have none of these other foods in the course of the rest of your day and that's one way for many people that of shifting their diet but the other is that you can do recipes that kind of that shift the burden or shift the balance of foods in them from plant heavy or dairy heavy or processed food heavy to sorry got that wrong from meat heavy or dairy heavy (laughs) or processed food heavy to plant heavy so you can do you know my favorite example is you can do a cassoulet that is primarily beans and vegetables and has a little bit of meat for flavor and that's a really terrific recipe and that's um the cookbook is i hope several hundred good examples of that kind of thing of things where you're shifting the balance from the foods that are not so good for you to the foods that are so good for you so um I'm really interested in seeing what the re- response to it will be and and to you know to continue in this conversation, which you know I do on shows like this I do when I talk around the country and I do with people almost every day and it's really been an interesting new facet of my life
1: absolutely and what what got you thinking you know less meterarian i i mean I love the a... less
2: meterarian term, yeah. which is not caught on, but there you go um thank you for that <laughs> uh well, there were two things. One is, you know, I, I, it was a 10 or 15 year process of, I lived in Connecticut. So it wasn't
1: like a sudden paradise. shift. Well, there, shift, were, there was, there were two things. On one was gradual
2: and one, gradual and one was sudden. Okay. I lived in Connecticut. I had access to, I gardened. I had access to people who were raising um, decent animals and, and still there were a few dairy farmers. And I, over the years, was sort of shifting my purchasing to, you know, as much of my own grown stuff or friends grown stuff, the CSA, the the guy who was raising the cows down the road and blah, blah, blah. And I, I didn't do it on purpose, but I just recognized that as I was um, getting older, the stuff in supermarkets was less good and the stuff that I could buy outside of supermarkets That's was better. So there was that gradual thing you and this gradual sense that food was getting worse, you know, the mass produced <laughs> food was getting worse. And then there were a couple things that were more imminent. One was the, I'm sure you've talked about this on the show, but one was the uh, UN report called Livestock's Long Shadow, which demonstrated that, uh, or revealed that, that industrially raised livestock is a major contributor to global warming. So that came out in the fall of 07, and that was a big deal. And then the other thing was that, you know, I became at the same time, roughly the same time, I became an old man, or I became someone in my late 50s, and... Um, all the things that I had taken for granted about my health started going south, mm. and it was clear I needed to do something about my diet. I mean, after all, I eat, I eat out a lot. I live in New York. I have a big community of friends who are in the food world, and and it was clear that I needed to take some control over stuff. And and it was obvious that the way to do it was to just eat more plants, and that worked for me. And Food Matters is the story of all of those things and how they worked for me. But you know, it's not rocket science. It's pretty mm. straightforward. If you eat, if you eat unprocessed plants or plants that are in a, as little a processed form as possible, you're going to have, I mean, every study at this point demonstrates that you are going to have better blood numbers, better weight control, less chance of diabetes, blah, blah, all on down the line than if you eat the typical American diet, which is, you know, probably 80 or 90 percent of our typical American diet calories come from meat, dairy, processed foods and junk food so none of those things is particularly necessary for maintaining a healthy lifestyle in fact can be detrimental
1: terrific well thanks for for sharing that perspective because um i I feel like a lot of folks have gotten involved with this food movement from a different perspective and and you come from it from a wide range of resources um and, uh, you know, you say you're getting old, but you're still blogging quite more than any other, <laughs> blogging is you an know, hard or work. writing, <laughs> writing about food. Um, and, you know, a lot of people talk the talk and, you know, yeah, probably cook sometimes, but... um the fact that your cookbooks have like 200 and more, how many recipes is this next one going to have?
2: Five, close to 500. Close yeah. to 500 yeah.
1: recipes to follow. I like the sound of um, the, the cassoulet. I mean, these are like old, you know, old school values. You use a little bit of meat to, to flavor something. It's a, it's a costly commodity. So Well, uh, that's
2: exactly right. I mean, it's yeah. really cooking the way, it's old fashioned cooking mm-hmm. in the truest sense. Using so. meat as a luxury. Right. And ignoring processed foods, which, of course, weren't around 150 years ago. So
1: So would you say your um, uh, uh, progression with food is really backtracking to a simpler place in time? Well, I
2: hadn't thought that. I mean, I don't consider myself old-fashioned particularly, Mm -hmm. but, um, um, you know, clearly I learned how to cook. I learned how to cook when animal products were really at their heyday in the United (laughs) States, you know, and I think it's taken me a long time and a lot of traveling to recognize that that is not the way most people eat and it's not the way anyone used to eat um, and it's not the way anyone ought to eat. So if it's, yeah, if it is taking a step backwards in order to take a step forwards, that's fine with me, but I think it's actually... Progress. Sometimes you go through a rough patch, you come out the other side, and things are better than ever. And that's what I'm hoping is the case with food in this country and in the world.
1: Well, how do you feel after changing your diet a little bit?
2: Well, that, you know, people, (laughs) I changed my diet quite Uh a bit, actually. Um, I don't, you know, I don't feel that different. Everybody (laughs) says, oh, I feel so great. I I feel, I felt okay before, I feel okay now. Uh, I live an honest life, so uh, I feel okay.
1: Yeah. Occupational food hazards abound, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> they do, Well, you got any uh, upcoming you know, food adventures this summer you're looking forward to? Uh,
2: San Francisco next week, which I think will be fun. It usually is. And then um, L.A. in July. So it'll be interesting to see what people are hey. doing in those places. I haven't been to either of them in yeah, a while. I've been
1: hearing about these Jidori chickens. You'll have to tell Maybe us. I'll bring you one yeah. back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, and no gardening either because... Um, my apartment You're is traveling. too small. What can I yeah. tell you?
1: Yeah. Well, you'll have to come by here. Yeah. My garden. I'll, I'll come soon.
2: check out the Brooklyn scene every week yeah. or so.
1: That'll be fun. We'd love to have you. Um, I guess that's about enough t- all the time we have today. Um, but do check out markbittman.com. Com and the book. The new book comes out in the fall, right? In the fall. In the fall. And so. I should say,
2: markbitman.com, Check it out this week because we will be giving away i apps and books and all kinds of other exciting things. Of
1: course, um, the app for how to cook everything and I more. Agree. Others to look forward to. There are right. others in the works. Yes. The others. Oh, maybe vegetarian. Yeah, how to cook everything that, vegetarian will be that's... an
2: app, and um, uh, we're going to do a, an app for the Droid, and and I don't know what else. You know, I try to stay away from.
1: Hey, the maybe the stuff. the fish <laughs> book. Maybe the, the fish. There
2: are people who like that, but, you know, fish is so bloody complicated that um, you'd have to update the app every week. You really <laughs> would, and that's a ton of work, so I don't know.
1: You'd have to have a personal fish expert. Oh, my gosh, I don't even know how you would do that.
2: Well, speaking of which, we're having Kasten um, Trenner, who's the Greenpeace fish, ex, fish expert, oh, is going to contribute to com. So we will have sort of weekly or monthly here's the latest depressing news about the world of fish. <laughs> just that's don't sort of eat what it it. How's is? that? Yeah.
1: Unless you're going to have sardines. Yeah. Well, that's actually a friend of mine once said, just forget it. You know, it's a, you're, it's a lost, you're fighting a losing game eating fish if you think it's going to be somewhat sustainable. I don't know. That's depressing. But well, it's good to stay informed, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, you
2: have to. There is, you know, there's sustainable fish, and I think it, I, that too I'm hoping has turned the corner and will get better, but... um something people have to pay attention to
1: yeah it's interesting to keep abreast of it too with uh all these different varieties all all the time on restaurants and supermarkets so we'll look forward to that um got off track a little bit but uh, i'd like to thank uh market and i'd like to thank jack insley and nat wiener in the controller booth um we're here on heritage radio i'm your host kathy away and thanks so much mark bittman for being here see you next week